0: Ready, set. Welcome back, conscious viewers. For those who are tuning in for the first time, this is the uh, conscious experience. And if you're wondering what type of podcast this is, we a little bit of everything. You can catch us uh, talking about financial literacy and crypto. And then the next week, we'll probably be talking about conspiracy surrounding 9 11 or something like hip hop politics. So it's kind of like whatever you're thinking of, we'll probably talk about it in the near future. We just try to engage into a uh, into a, a conversation where we add uh, insightful content or or I guess you could say, like a conscious uh, articulation behind it. With that being said, my brother, my good friend, B-Lap, aka Team Light Skin is in the building. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> and today we have a very, very special episode for you guys. Today marks our first guest appearance. Uh, our guest has mentored over a hundred students at the first ever Financial Literacy Summit at the University of North Florida. He teaches financial workshops. He's a volunteer for Junior Achievements, and he has a net worth over 20K. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome Romelo Reyes.
1: (laughs) What is up? Thanks for having me, guys. appreciate it.
0: Of course, of course. And before we delve into um, a deep discussion, this is part of a uh, three part segment. So today we'll 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 be going over like the origins, the beginning of currency and the economy. Um Romello will be going into uh, into his uh, spill and then the part two will kind of be more in-depth point of view of the uh, of currency and, and, and the economy and then part three will kind of be like near future, things are around the corner. Um, hopefully we get into crypto, which you guys know we love so much on the uh, conscious experience <laughs> so uh with that being said i have a I have a question for you uh Romelo in regards to um the origins and and uh, the origins to the financial system that is in the u s and also the origins I guess you can kind of say how did currency begin? What's, what's the whole backstory on that?
1: Yeah, sure, so currency began as a Unitarian way of doing multiple transactions at once, right? So dating back to the agricultural age, we started out with what's called bartering, right? So um, I need you to do some work on my house, so I'll give you two goats uh, for your service. Um, over time, this actually became quite uh, a, a penundrum uh, because you know people didn't have the certain requirements people wanted. So people had the great idea of creating a unified currency that everywhere I went, it was accepted. Right? So the really origins was you know, in the Roman times when they printed out their first currency, um, the denarii, um, as it's mm-hmm. called. Um, eventually that got devalued by the clippings of the coins, and that's I, mainly the reason why the Roman Empire fell as we progressed throughout history, we saw during the Revolutionary War that the continentals, or as the term is, it's not worth the continental, um, is another exposure of how the currency got greatly devalued because of the cost of printing because of the war. Um, So back then, if you were from New England, you had your own currency. And if you wanted to go down to South Carolina to do business, you would have to trade in for South Carolina dollars. Right. So you had all these different currencies in each of these 13 colonies that people were like, well, why don't we just create one reserve currency and we can go anywhere and this is be traded. Hence why we have a single currency now. Um So, yeah, that's that's pretty much the, the synopsis of how that came to be.
0: Nice, nice, nice. And. My understanding of of the devaluation of currency they they did clippings of the uh of the of the silver is is that what they did as, right. as far as
1: yeah so the the Roman currency ended up getting uh, devalued because they wanted to print out more money so the term what economists use today called quantitative easing is not something new anything that is done currently it's happened before. That's why I think history is ever so more important, because history re- often repeats its uh, past results. That's why I encourage people to pay attention in history class instead of sleeping on it. So the Romans first started to devalue the currency because, you know, wars got expensive. They were over, you know, over I'm uh, sort of looking for stretch. Does this sound familiar? Maybe you know, the United States of America? Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> you know, the currency started to devalue. The wars started to get longer. Politicians were ruined the, the country. Sounds a little bit familiar, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so so, <laughs> so all this started to come about which really led to the downfall of the Roman Empire And so, you know, you fast forward to the Revolution War, which I talked about but a really particular date that a lot of people don't know about it, or if they do is 1971 so 1971 is a very important date and that's because that's when Richard Nixon uh, took us off the gold standard mm-hmm. so back then you know, if you had you know a thousand dollars and you deposited into a savings account, you actually got a pretty good return on your money because our dollar was backed by gold, right? a physical hard asset. But because foreign countries like France and Charles de Gaulle, they were buying all this gold uh, from us, Nixon decided to take us off the gold standard hence why we were able to print money out of, of thin air, i e. the fiat currency, as we know. So the money that we deal with today is basically monopoly money. It's not real. It's it, the, the buying power of our dollar has gone down by 96%. So as we continue to print out more money, i.e. quantitative easing, um, the, the valuation of the dollar currently uh, tends to go down. So once Nixon did that, uh, it just led uh, the floodgates, right? The 2008 financial crisis, the, the corrections that we have currently, the 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 great depression that happened before all this happened for a reason right it's just for us to print more money and for us to incur more debt so if if student loans count a trillion dollars into the gdp and if two-thirds of americans are one paycheck away from or excuse me one emergency fund away from going completely broke you know you have a problem
2: Mm -hmm. right and i also want to bring up uh from that point uh once you went off the gold standard basically it flipped what people understood as, you know, the current system from uh you know, saving being recommended because you would actually get a nice return to savers now becoming losers.
1: Right. So as the term goes, savers become losers. So and I don't know if you're absolutely correct, so you know People don't take into account what's called inflation right? the general increases of prices across um, the board. Inflation normally is around two to three percent. So, if you put your money in Wells Fargo, saving rate is there. I think a money market, which is like the highest, is like what 0.005 or something like that. This is instantial. Mm -hmm. you're already losing at the money so while your money is being and i remember you mentioned this in the previous call podcast fractional reserving so basically what your money is being lent out to these other institutions and retail investments you know thousand to one you're currently losing on on money just by saving the savings account and there's actually a really good way to sum this up so there's a movie called it's a wonderful life by uh, jimmy stewart it's a classic christmas movie happens on every year um there's this one scene because it's, it goes talks about the Great Depression, right? And the scene, you know, George Bailey, he's about to go on his honeymoon. It's 19, you know, 34, 1929, that were time frame. You know, Great Depression is on its way, and he goes to his bank, and saves the saves and Loans, and he's like, "What's everyone doing here?" And they're like, "Well, our, the, you know, things are happening. We want our money." He said, "Well, it's not that simple. Your money is in his house, and his money is in someone else's house." that's a very good point because that's where our money is today. The moment we put our money into the bank, it's automatically being loaned out to someone else. So that person has their money. You have my money. I have your money. That's just how the, the, the monetary system works. And that's what a, risk, a fractional reserving system is because I used to work for the bank, so I, I know what it is. So,
0: yeah. so for so for the uh, listeners who are, who are tuning in right now and who are listening in and, and, and kind of saying well this is complex information like you know where do i start i i, I feel like a good starting point is understanding the history of U, the u.s economy uh fractional reserve the central bank if you can give us like um a, a breakdown of how all this began uh with the u.s economy and 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 guess fast forward to where we at right now um c- could could you do that
1: yeah, so really how the U.S. economy came and, you know, how we came to about as, you know, we're originally a free enterprise economy, right? You know, Adam Smith would be a physical hand. So, you know, there was never a income tax, you know, during the 19th century, hence why, you know, the big the big shots like Carnegie and, and J.P. Morgan came to be about. Um, and, and actually, side note, so if you ever wonder why we – Are trained to go get a job, invest for the long term, save for retirement, and retire at 65. It's because these guys went into these schools and corporations to say, hey, I need more employees. I don't want more business owners. So if you ever wonder why they push for you to go get a job, it's because of that reason. Um, Mm -hmm. So going back to the history of the economy, you know, with the federal bank being uh, created. Um, uh, early in the 20th century. um, A lot of people think that's a, you know, open market institution, which it's not. It's a private bank, right? It's a group of people, the 13 families, if I have to say, uh, that pull their money together and really dictate what what the federal market should be, right? There's a great quote by uh, one of the Rothschilds, the original Rothschilds, actually. Um, He said, I I care not who makes the laws, just gives me control of the money supply. So- Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly right. If you control the gold, if you control the money supply of a country, you can do anything you want. That's why the Bank of England is is still paying back the Rothschilds to this day. Um, so that's really how the history of the economy went. So you have the 1900s. Um, it wasn't about until 1946 where we actually started having what's called the Income Tax Act. which so basically is the government is legally allowed to take money out of your paycheck. So if you're ever wonder why, you're thinking, oh, man, I work – 60 hours this week. I'm about to get a fat check. It's about to be nice. And then the net pay that you take home isn't looking too uh, bright. Uh, that's the reason why.
2: Uh, I have so, a quick side note on that. Yeah. not know why it's called a bank? Why is that? Because the bank controls the flow of the river. Mm. Ah. Oh,
1: man. Look at my
0: guy. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay all right i like that one i like that one yeah okay. that, was, that was deep
1: <laughs> yeah so actually a couple of things so a job really means just over broke right because you live and struggle with paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and if you ever listen to a broker don't listen to a broker because they're broker than you so uh <laughs> yeah so because you know they always have to sell and everything uh so yeah that's where the income tax game uh occurred happened and then when the 1986 Tax Act happened, um, that completely destroyed the savings and loans uh, people. Um, and then just to go on to that tangent, um, in 1986, when that happened and it completely destroyed a lot of self business owners, the doctors, lawyers, and accountants because of the new tax laws that happened, but it also crashed the saves and loans um companies. So those companies were actually partnership driven, right? So they put their money up and they also had um you know the customers' money up. but because you know they were wiped out, all the money went to these big corporations who have no interest in, in your financial responsibility uh, to take care of your money mm-hmm. um. And and so, you know, with that and then, of course, with the introduction derivatives, um, it's just all go down here. So this is why the reason why we're in this situation is today. Uh, From basically the late 1980s into the 1990s, right, with the creation of dividends and then the the Federal Trade Commission not regulating these dividends, um, it it all bubbled up into 2008, right? Um, If you're making $40,000 a year, right, and you're able to afford a $500,000 or half a million dollar house, you know that's a problem, and that's what exactly what was happening 2008, 2009, uh, with these, you know, CDSs or what's called credit default swaps. Um, that's what crashed the economy. And but yet again, because these corporations are too big to fail, because pr- over 90% of our money is in these banks, uh, one way or another, um, they continue to screw us to, uh, to this day. Hence why, we're in 2019, uh, the debt clock is still running. The debt clock is is uh, still counting down and we need to look for better, uh, better opportunities. Hmm.
0: So kind of with that being said, if you're someone who's, who's young in their twenties, early twenties or whatnot, and they're kind of looking at the the pipeline and they're graduating from college and they have a lot of debt. um, What would you give advice? Because now the the common theme now is be an entrepreneur, like be your own boss, um, make your own brand and capitalize off of that. Uh, what would be your advice to uh, a young person's mindset to get on the right path?
1: <clears throat> right. So there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a wantrepreneur, entrepreneur, right? So a lot of these people want to start these businesses, right? It doesn't take that much to start a business, right? You can you can go on LegalZoom.com and and, and set up an LLC in the matter of ten to fifteen minutes. It doesn't take that long. What I recommend is, well, first, you need to change your mindset, right? So really starting off with what's called expanding your financial vocabulary. So what this is is, you know, there's a few things you don't talk about at the dinner table, right? And that's that's money, sex, and politics, right? It's very taboo. Um, You know, over 80% of the households do not talk about uh, finances, right? They rather talk about math or trigonometry, things that are not going to help you you know, be successful and be rich. Oh, they're uh, not talking about math at a dinner table. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, if, yeah if, if you're a, if you're a parent or a teacher, sure. But, uh, yeah, so it really comes talks about expanding financial vocabulary, right? So instead of saying, you know, I can't afford it, right? I cannot afford it. You should say, how can I afford it, right? Um, because that allows your mind to think, that allows your mind to be creative, it allows you to think, okay, well, how can I afford this, right? And then you start, you know, to create some ideas. So really, the first thing happens is called changing the mindset, right? That's the first thing. If you don't change your mindset, then nothing can happen. There's a great quote by uh, Henry Ford. He said, thinking is the hardest work there is. That's why so few engage in it. Mm. So uh, in in another quote by Mahatma Gandhi, he said, uh, a man is but a product of his thoughts, what he thinks he becomes. So if you think you're going to be poor, you're going to be poor. If you think you're going to be rich, you're going to be rich. So... That's what I would recommend is changing the mindset, right? Start, start asking questions, start, start saying that, okay, write my goals down. This is what I want to do, right? This is what it's going to take, right? You know, being an entrepreneur is not an overnight success. You have to put long, very long hours in 24-7, 365 days a week because I guarantee you there's someone right now overseas in China, India, or Vietnam who's going to kick your ass 24-7, 365 days a week to get what they want um i don't know if you guys ever uh researched about elon musk um one of his speeches that he did was when he first started one of the small businesses he actually moved into the office uh to build a company with his brother they slept on the couch the website was up all day and he was coding continuously at night and at the same time he had a girlfriend and for them to date she had to move in with him that's what it takes uh to be an entrepreneur it's not like okay i'm just going to work on this business you know, for four hours and I'll just come back to it on Wednesday. No, you have to be constantly working or you're just going to get eaten alive. Uh, that's the capitalist society that we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I would say. But also I want to say also understand what the cash flow quadrant is, right? So the cash flow quadrant, courtesy of Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, I'd also recommend checking that out, is just four quadrants, right? This is what makes up society. You have the employees, the E, S is the self-employees, right? Those are the small business owners. The B is the big businesses. That's your Facebook, Google, Apple. And your I I's that your investors, right? So the Shark Tank, that's pretty much a good example. Each one has their own purpose. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with being a small business employee. We do need those type of people. But if you really want to, you know, enjoy that good life and waking up when you want to and not answering to anybody, then I need you to be on the right, excuse me, on the right side of the quadrant. So, with ease, obviously, employees, right, time is money. They give up their time, they make money, they pay the highest tax. Um, S is self-business owners, right? They pay the second highest tax. Big businesses, they don't pay tax, they pay maybe about 10, 20% of tax. I'm being very conservative, I'm being very uh, aggressive with that. Um, in just a good example, uh, Amazon paid zero in taxes last year. That's a big business. And then I, investors, uh, they pay 0% in tax, which we'll talk about at at a later date, and the reason why. So you have to understand okay, if I want to be an entrepreneur, I need to get to the right side of the quadrant. I need to build a big business. Basically, you're using what's called OPT, other people's time, right? So you have a network of people or employees that you're working for, uh, that work for you, and you're using their time to expand your business. You want to get to that side of the quadrant. So that's what I would recommend.
0: Awesome. Um, anything, Brian? Anything to add um, to that?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, also, you know, right now it's definitely, you know, trendy to, you know, want to be an entrepreneur, things like that. Um, but you know, at the same time, there are also levels to it. You know what I mean? Like uh levels in the sense of, you know, if if you haven't, you know, developed yourself yet, There's no way that you can really, you know, all of a sudden wake up in a position of power and expect to maintain it. I mean, right now, you know, the economy's doing good. So shit, anybody, you could, you know what I'm saying, when things are going up, you could just be lucky and just ride the wave kind of coast with it. But things with when things get tough, it kind of exposes who's, you know, swimming naked. And so, you know, definitely personal personal development is good. And also, you know, whatever industry you know, you're trying to, um, go dive into, you know, you want to be an expert. You want to be, you know, top, you know, that top guy, like that top, you know, want to know the most. Cause I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, dog eat dog world as far as like business goes, because there's always somebody that's working while you're sleeping, you know? So it's like, it's not necessarily, you know, you're not worried about Jim from down the street, you know, Mm -hmm. you're worried about The dude that's across the world grew up with no shoes, you know, sleeping on dirt floors that wants the same thing you do, but actually appreciates, you know, what he has and what he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? Because right here, it's like if you grow up with, you know, air conditioning, all that type of stuff, you don't really understand, you know, what it is. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely.
0: And I have to remind um, you guys, we are not experts here um give you uh, advice that you Take full on and do. I mean, this is this is all our perspective on the industry. Um, I I thought having Romelo on the podcast, someone who is uh success successful in his own right and, and is doing his thing in the community, I thought his his opinion would definitely uh give you some some nice gems and tokens so that you could take and so that you can further develop yourself. One thing that I want to highlight is worth ethic worth ethic. <clears throat> I mean, and that's with anything. That's with anything. Uh, it definitely starts with your drive. There, there's a difference between motivation and being driven. Uh, David Gygens brought that point up. Uh, motivation lasts for two days. It lasts for a week. But being driven, having that mindset of this is what I'm gonna get done today. I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna spend 12 hours of consistent time of doing whatever I gotta do, kinda like the um, Elon Musk example. Um, And I'ma keep doing it until I get to the point where I'm now a a business of my own, or I'm now where I want to be. Um, So with that being said, uh, what do you do to stay on that path? The the, the financial world, to to people who are novice in it, it could be big, it could be complex. What do you do to get your brand started and to stay and to stay on that path and and to keep, keep building your uh your brand in your own specific niche.
1: Sure. So um, I'm glad you brought David Goggins up. Um, you know, Kane Herman's a fantastic book. Um I definitely recommend everyone to read that, especially chapter I think ten is called Talent Not Required. And leading off of that, so there's another guy uh, I also saw at is it's called Jocko Willink, um, discipline equals freedom. Which yes. is is also a a great term, but uh, David Goggins, there's a chapter in the book, and I'll just give it a short short term. I'll just talk about the main piece here because it'll get to my point. Um, so really, staying on the path, it takes the you know spiritual, financial, emotional, psychological, and physical discipline in order for you to stay on the path. So what I mean by that is, you know, as David Goggs put it, if you audit your life and you eviscerate the BS, you'll have a more productive life. So, you know, you're, there's 24 hours a day. You sleep for six. You have 18 other hours to be productive as possible. Or if you want to break that down any further, there's 24 hours a day, 60 minutes an hour, so That Therefore, you have a thousand minutes each day to mm-hmm. allocate time um, that, you know, we're all rich in time. And therefore, we can keep constantly creating time by doing productive things. So when you're on the path to entrepreneurship, it's not easy. You have to say no to people. That's the first thing I would recommend, right? Say no to people that are not going to benefit your life, right? And you know what I'm talking about. Right? The people that ask you to go out to the club, ask people to go, to go out and hang. you have to say no. I have to say sorry. I, I can't. I, I'm building this, this this business right now. And then you really actually start to see how people really are when you're on your grind and when you're on the path to success. You'll start to see the people that actually stay with you because if they stay with you, then they have an understanding. Okay, this person is, they they want to they want to get after. It. They want to do what they want to do and they want to be free. I respect that, right? And then you'll see a lot of people that you'll never hear from. They're like, Yo, I thought we were friends obviously be more to you so that's the first thing i want to say is you got to say no excuse me the second thing you want to do is do your research do your homework the worst thing you can do is go in into something not knowing what you're doing because you are going to fail it's 100 percent success rate that you're going to fail do your homework do your research if you're creating a brand right what's the industries what's the demographics what's the competition domestic and foreign right uh the fourth thing is is uh be surrounded with like-minded people, like the three of us here, right? We all have the same mindset of what we want, right? It may be different things, but we're all in the same bucket. Okay, this is the end goal that I'm trying to get, right? You know, start going to those events where you know, you're know you networking with key people in the industry, they're gonna help you get there, right? Um, and really the last thing is, is finding a mentor, right? Not necessarily 100% relying on the mentor, but the mentor to guide you, right? Because when you start on your path, there's needs to be some type of guidance, right? Because you know, you're gonna make mistakes, which is good. Um, mistakes are good. I don't know why the school system teaches us mistakes are bad, because mistakes are good, it allows us to learn from things, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting a mentor because that mentor has, has already gone through it, right? They they've made the mistakes, they've lost the money, they lost the, the, the relationships, right? So they already know what's what's going to happen and how you can overcome it. So I I recommend those type those five steps or I'm saying those five uh, recommendations in order really to stay on the path and to get after it. Any thoughts?
2: Yeah, no, I definitely, I can't agree more. Um, You know, I don't know. I'm just about to just say a couple, uh, I guess, quotes that just kind of go with what you said. You know, uh, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. Uh, That's Eleanor Roosevelt. And I definitely feel that that sums that up as well, because once you're on your path, you don't have time to, you know, discuss people or discuss gossip of what's going on. And, you know, this and that and the tabloids and then, you know, even events, you know, um, I don't really, you know, if you look at the news, really, if you stop look at the news and then you peep into it every now and then, you just see that they just preach like doom and gloom. And that can really get people stuck in a uh, negative cycle loop of thinking like, oh, man, you know, everything's going to shit, this and that. And it kind of can put them in a negative mindset. And, you know, when you're on, you know, when you're focused on what you're trying to do and create and just, you know, add value, you know, to the world and the people around you, you know, you want to discuss ideas Because, you know, there's nothing but there's never not going to be a problem, but there's always going to be a solution that, you know, that's what that's what makes us human beings. You know, it's just a constant loop of just problem, solution, problem, solution. And just like, you know, moving forward through that cycle. And then, um, you know. um, You know, the goal is to chase greatness, not avoid failure. So. You know, you don't really care about failures because those are really going to be lessons that you can, you know, it's basically just a progress report. Like, okay, I fucked up on this. How can I do better and come back even better? You know what I mean? So it's like any movie, there's always going to be an adversity where, shit, you look at Batman. This man got his back broke. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Batman
2: got his fucking back broke. You feel (laughs) me? Came back. And one. You know what I'm saying? Most people, it don't take them to get their back broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll See, that's one that would have been a big excuse to be like, alright, he got me. My back's broke. I'm down. Yeah. Nah, my yeah. dog said, fuck it. So, yeah. I mean, you know, little things like that. Um, And then also, uh, you know, anything worthwhile has a slow process, but quitting won't speed it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I know mm-hmm. people get caught in the loop of just quitting, restarting, quitting, restarting or mm-hmm. quitting something and then trying to something new, quitting, you know, and just going in circles with that. Um, I definitely, uh, you know, see that uh, with people in trading. Um, and then last but not least, you know, uh, what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. So, you know, I guess, you know, what you want to ask yourself is. At the end of it all, you know who do you, who or what do you want to become, you know because you can chase you know a dollar value, but that dollar value really won't you know define you. It's what you will become once you have it. So that's something to keep in mind as well.
1: Right, absolutely. Um, there's actually a great, a great quote by The Rock, aka my cousin. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, but he said it's one thing to be hungry, but it's another thing to be starving for success and greatness. Um, and I, I just firmly believe that, right? Cause you got to ask yourself, what's my purpose, right? What's my purpose, you know, what am I here for, right? Because we only have one life, right? And us and human beings, we, we continue trying to to figure out what we want to do, right? Um, if that's to make a difference in, in certain people's lives that we need, is it to start a nonprofit? Is it to be a corporation that solves uh, services and uh, a problem and a need? Um, and then really saying, well, how can I get to that, right? Once I figure out my purpose, once I figure out what I want to do out of life, how do I get there, right? And so, you know, you're going to meet a lot of people in the way. A lot of people don't want to bring you down. A lot of people don't be uh, negative towards you. Um, And you have to learn to eviscerate the bullshit and and stick with the people, your support system that is going to help you get there. Um, I believe everyone needs a support system where that's family, where that's friends, where that's your, you know, your significant other. um, Because we can't do this alone. Uh, That's why we are created as humans, right? Because we're supposed to come together as a society in a communal effort. Um, So that's my take on it. Um, Now, uh, Trez,
0: I don't, if you want to say anything about that. Yeah, I I, I definitely want to highlight the point of mistakes. And then also uh, the thought of failure, how that how that stifles people's ambition um, and drive to even get into uh, what they want to do. They're constantly thinking, oh, man, what, what if this happened? What if that happens? What if so and so thinks of this? And so, I a good example, and I'll get a little personal with this. A good example would be before I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, there was a week where I was in limbo if I wanted to uh, do it or not because I was in fear to go inside, talk to the professor, and get acquainted to the guys. I'd never been in a setting quite like that Um To someone who has never been in a setting of mixed martial arts, it can come off as intimidating and come off as um, hardcore. Like, you're just fearful for your life because it's physical hand-to-hand combat. And so I would would, – it took me a week driving up there every day looking inside the building – and just having myself doubt me, like, man, I, it, am I am I going to be good enough, or am I going to get smashed by these guys? Like, I don't know anything. Like, are these guys going to like me? They're all Brazilian. I'm black. Like, what's going to happen here? And and so once I got past that, I began to live my dream. I I I I I train. Um, I'm advancing very well. I I just enlisted into uh, my tournament, which was like two or three months ago, which was the Orlando opening. I end up winning gold, and now I'm competing next month on the 12th, and I'm trying to, uh, again, com- complete my dream, which is be world champion. But I'm trying to win gold uh, in this Miami opening. So it's, it's like you have to get past. You have to get past the thought of failure. It's going to happen, but guess what? Your mistakes and failures should be your greatest professors. Point blank period. It, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be seen as as something that's going to stifle you and something that's going to destroy your reputation. When you make a mistake or when you fail, you look at that situation, you analyze it, and then you say to yourself, um, okay, I need to do this better, I need to do this better and continue going on because it's going to make you a stronger person. I guarantee that.
1: I like that. Yeah. yeah same yeah
0: so with that being said um i mean Romella, did you want to add anything else i mean you definitely for for part one this i'm already excited about the content that's in this um i definitely have a couple questions to ask you just as far as like just like general stuff but like is there anything that you wanted to add as far as like what you had to say
1: yeah um i'll just say it quick um just going back on to you know why mentors are supporting right so obviously we talked about mistakes right they live through the mistakes um, y- you know there's two emotions that that control humans which is fear and greed right fear is not you know getting back up and and, and hammering at it right and the greed part is obviously as we saw with the financial crisis that was completely greed um, and really the the last thing I'll talk about is, is what you know, as far as staying on the path and, and getting on your financial journey, which, you know, we'll go into the second segment, but I'll just give a brief outline of this. Um, you know, the first thing I want to do is, you know, stop, mo- stop spending your money on bullshit, right? So there's this thing what's called ghost money, right? So a lot of people don't know what this money is. If you do not know, I would recommend reading Kevin O'Leary's book, The Cold Hard Truth About Women and Money. So ghost money is basically when you start spending on things that you don't, Need in life, and the biggest example I can give is coffee, right? So if you're spending four bucks a pop on coffee, you know, for four days a week, and you do it for a year, that substantially adds up, and that money could have been, you know, invested in, into the next trade, right, or the, the next, or into an index fund that can give you a ten percent return on year to date. You know, what can a cup, co- what what can a cup of coffee give you a, a tip of a year to date? It can't, unless you're investing in Starbucks. But um, you know things like that. Right. So spending money on, on, on drama magazines, you know, like the people magazines, the, 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 things that talk about gossip and sending allocating that money towards like the Wall Street Journal or Barron's or Bloomberg, something that's going to help you expand your financial knowledge and help you be productive later on in the future. Um, so, you know, spend less, save early, right. Start, start socking money away and then invest often let that money work for you. Right. The ultimate goal is not to work for money, but have the money work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the, the ultimate goal for us. So uh, those are the things that I, I would start to recommend, right? So, you know, start, start laying down, you know, a 90-day cash flow statement, right? Start writing down everything that you spend on, everything that comes in as income, um, you know, your assets and your liabilities, and, and, and you'll start to see, okay, I can cut Netflix out. I can cut, you know, Hulu out. I can cut this out. I can get all the stuff out, and you'll start to see the returns coming back. Right? You know, aggressive attack aggressively your debt that you have. Uh, start putting money away. Start investing into it, and then start seeking mentors who are expert in the four asset classes. And we'll actually talk about that next time. But um, those are really my final thoughts. Um, as far as any book recommendations, um, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll, I'll let you ask me any questions, and we'll we'll go, we'll dive into that.
0: Awesome. <clears throat> Um <clears throat> the from like uh, i I feel like a lot of people are listening to this podcast, and a question they would ask is, okay, now that you told me all this, what do I save in what, 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 are, what are some what are some good investments that I could save in do, or what currency do I save in do I, do I continue to save um um do I continue to save like physical money like cash? Do I, do I go into uh, crypto? Do I go into gold? Like, what wh- wh- what do I put my money into?
1: So I, I would say, you know, never invest any, more than 5% of your net worth to any stock and, and no more than 20% in any sector or, or gold weighting. Um, if you're just straight up don't know anything about um, investing at all, then what I recommend is diversity for your portfolio for this. All right, have a little bit sort of set aside for cash because you, you always want to be ready for the next deal, right? Two, invest into a low-cost index fund. Vanguard is known for their funds, and even uh, Fidelity and Spider, right? Uh, funds that will get you about 10% either day or even higher on that, right? That have low uh, expense ratios, which you know we'll talk about at a later time. Invest into those index funds. Keep saving away money and start taking financial courses, right? Start learning about Forex or crypto or or, or uh, equities or options, right? Figure out what works for you, right? There's a lot of free information on there. You can research and say, okay, is this really f- for me before you start putting more towards it? If it's not for you, great. You walk out, all you get is free information. Um, but once you figure out what you want to do, start to start networking with key people, right? So like Dunlap, right? If I was a new guy, I'm like, okay, who's this guy who's, who's showing up, you know, trading charts and showing the, you know, the and the RSI, and the, the MACD movements? Um, that's the guy I want to know, because I read about this and I'm I'm interested. You know, reach out to say, hey man, uh, I'm learning about Forex, just so maybe if you can teach me. What's the worst you can say? Sorry, can't, cool, mm-hmm. move on, move on. Um, so that's what, that's what I would recommend. Um, yeah. So yeah, just start off with low, uh, low index cost funds, investing to that, put the money aside, compounding interest, Warren Buffett's key uh, words, and then um, start start keeping more weights for the next deal. And, and yeah. Sweet, sweet.
0: B, you got
2: anything? Uh, yeah. I just wanted to, uh, hey Riggs, what do you feel about? Right, uh, people say uh, the banks are broke.
1: Oh yeah, man, that's, that's a fact, dude. We already got negative yield interest rates over in Europe. We're down below <laughs> at two percent. I'm, I'm sure here, like, if, there's gonna be a point we are gonna go to uh, zero interest rates uh, here in the states. Uh, yeah, I, think, so really, I think
2: negative. I think negative will be soon.
1: Yeah, uh. it's, it's, it's 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 only a matter of time, which is great because that's a that's a new opportunity. Um, you know, if you have a financial IQ, then you know that okay, you know. Debt is tax free and debt I can borrow more at interest rate that means I can fu- I can fund more deals either through venture debt or through real estate um, mm-hmm. so uh, for every problem every every you know person who runs around saying that the world's crashing it's always going to be a new service um, every for every problem there's a solution for every solution there's gonna be a new problem right? You know, look at Amazon, right? The problem was, okay, I want stuff shipped to me versus me going to these places. All right, I'll create Amazon. Now Amazon's taking over the world, okay, with automation, right? So, okay, well, what's the new solution? Well, we're, we're going to have a new sector of industry maintaining these AI and artificial intelligence and, and blockchain, all that. And we'll also talk about that. But um, yeah, I mean, we're going to go to negative interest rates here. It's already happened in Europe. So it's it's slowly creeping its way over here, mm-hmm. um, and so that's going to really open the market up. Uh, for crypto, especially, um, yeah. So that, I mean, that's gonna be interesting to see as well.
2: And also to add, jeez um, hold up! I, I just went blank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got too much Man. going on. Yeah, there we go, there we go.
2: uh, also to add, you know, the problem solution loop. You know, for for winners, entrepreneurs, and creative people, those problems we don't, it's not a problem solutions, it's opportunity solution, you know what I mean? So any, every problem warrants a opportunity for a solution or opportunity to, for another industry, opportunity for another business, things like that. Um, also to go on top of the banks are broke. I have a funny story before I tell the story. Uh, I also want to mention, you know, the, uh, the bond markets, how they're doing, you know, the mortgage and loan sector, the, uh, the repo market, just, did some weird shit. <laughs> and uh, so this place is where banks are paying people, you know, to take out mortgages.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
2: It's like, what? And uh, so the funny story is, so I want to say about two months ago, right? Um, Tell me why I opened up a bank account, right? Mm. And uh, I gave these guys the wrong social. Oh, man. On accident, right? I I was off by a number, right? Damn, Tell me okay. why I still got the account. <laughs> yo, yo. So I was like, wait. So like, cause I found, out, I was like, wait. I don't think that's my. Uh, I don't think that's my my social. And uh, so the reason why I know they're broke is because that happened. But the reason why is because they set up deals, right? So it's like, okay, you get a total checking account. If you have, if you set up direct deposit for $500 a month, we'll give you $300. Oh, yeah. if you set up a checking account and a savings account, we'll give you $500. Yeah. And,
1: and they do all the time, yeah.
2: and if you don't, though, so say if you get that account and don't have the direct deposit, they'll Better take fee- out $12 yeah. a month.
1: Yeah.
2: So they're, you're basically paying them to hold your money.
1: Yeah, bro. Straight, straight robbery around here. Yeah, man. They, I'm, like. <laughs> Like, like uh, you know, like the the bank on here on Kansas, man, they have all that special, like oh, direct deposit, you'll get you a hundred dollars cash. Like, really, it, it's not really a hundred, you know, factoring a lot of things. But and then yeah. and like Chase, and you know, I know Chase runs that special too. You know, you, you get all this, you know, you invest like you know a certain amount of money, you'll get, um, you know, two hundred, three hundred dollars back in your checking account. But if you don't, we'll we'll charge you a, uh, a service fee, as they call it. Servicing my money for uh, for twelve bucks every statement. I'm like, so basically, not only are you holding my money, but you're also charging me on top of that. Man, that's just a great way to to earn some revenue here. Um, <laughs> I, but don't don't get me don't get me started on the four hundred one k man because that's, 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 <laughs> nah, that's, that's, a, that's be a whole saying, other, that's I'll a whole saying, other option, man.
2: I be saying, man, that shit's funny money. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: But nah, that shit was funny because I like, also like. The same thing, how you're talking about with the, uh, like the mortgage and loans crisis, how you know you could just anybody, you know, motherfuckers working at Waffle House could get like five houses. real though, bro. Like you could do that now, bro. Like they're not checked. like on the piece of paper. You know, you could put you earn like seventy thousand dollars. i they you gonna check it.
1: Oh I, well, I, well, i show on the subject and like, man, I, I'm seeing this like on on Facebook, dude. Like everybody buying these houses. I'm like. I know you don't make that un- enough because you're doing an entry level position, you know, like you're not you're not like a mid level manager to where like, because the house looks pretty decent. So I'm like, like who co who co- co-sign co- 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 with you? And 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 then another thing is is uh you know w- what you talked about um saturation. You know I'm seeing a lot of people uh you know on Facebook you know becoming real estate agents. I'm like. You know, that's the trend going on. Right oh, the economy's doing well. Real estate's doing well. You know, we have an outlook fiscal year 2020 that's going to do well as well. You know, because I read on the SCP Capital, it's a software program that we have at this university. But, um, you know, everyone's tr- everyone's trying to become a real estate agent now, right? But there's a difference between a real estate agent and an in- investor, right? Because once the economy crashes, you'll see a lot of uh, laid off real estate agents, you'll see a lot of investors buying up all this property. And, you know, the real estate agents become desperate because, you know, they need, you know they need to sell, or they don't eat. That's the term called broker because they're broker than you. So um, <clears throat> yeah, I see a lot of these days too. People buying houses like our age too, man. Buying houses, become real estate agents. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna be hiding, waiting, waiting for the next deal. So yeah.
2: sure, I'm just doubling down because I mean, it's it's literally like right or it's like right around the corner. You know what I'm saying? It's like you see somebody blowing up a balloon. It's getting big. You're not yeah. sure if they're gonna stop. <laughs> you don't know when it's gonna pop. You know it's getting bigger and bigger. You are suddenly waiting, getting hella
0: anxious. Uh, oh, yeah, man. I'm 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 excited for the next two uh, segments that we're gonna uh, be talking about. Um, so, I I think um, I don't have any more questions, Brian. Do you have any more questions? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> any, clo- any, any closing remarks, Romello? Uh No, nah, man. I think we're good. Awesome. This is a time to put your plugins in. If you have anything you want to say, as far as like follow you on such and such, or you know you want to promote, you could say um, that. Yeah, <clears throat> would like a.
1: Yes, I just want to say uh, check out Brian Schellnermail on Telegram. TTMN uh, puts a lot of good content out there um free content too uh, luckily you know he's not, not that much of capitalist over days to start charging your ass um but uh yeah man i appreciate you what you're doing out there man um just really do is that's kind i want to, to follow dude brian Del latvin follow my account uh kalani tails k-a-l-a-n-i-t-e-o-s underscore c-i-a uh no i do not work for the c-i-a
2: but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was like, I was like, wait a minute, is this guy? <laughs> hey, we, we got an
1: agent on the ass. Already. <laughs> <laughs> you got infiltrated. Shut him down. <laughs> oh, no, uh, they, they see conscious in the name and we
0: already on <laughs> target. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, uh, man, uh, follow the counts, man. Uh, it's all, it's all positive content here. Love man. Just free nuggets that your information getting in, And, uh, yeah, dude, that's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to get more information on podcasts,
0: follow us at, uh, at, the underscore conscious underscore experience seven on instagram um also you can follow me and brian on instagram um as well to get a link to that blog uh to to that uh to the podcast platform so uh with that being said man it was a pleasure bro uh we got two more of these (laughs) love
1: it man appreciate it all right brother all right thanks Hello.